Welcome back to I'm Open. Today we've got Sam Rosen on the show to discuss talking shit with a mask on, what to do when there's not enough invitations for everybody in your family, and entrepreneurship in the NBA bubble. All this and so much more coming up next on I'm Open. I'm Open Family. We're sorry it took so long, but we are super excited today. The one, the only Sam Rosen back in studio, and we're going to break down all things bubble, many things that are not in the bubble. Sam, it's been too long, but so, so great to have you back on I'm Open, man. Thank you, man. Got my, uh, I'm a two-time letter winner now. I, uh, it's, it's an honor, an elite club. Yep, on the third round, we will send you the novelty I'm open sandals. So you will be the first person to make it to that level. Uh, open-toed sandals for the open uh, family. So we're, we're getting on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, there have been a lot of things coming out of the bubble. I know you're a big hoop fan and a big hooper yourself. And part of why I love basketball and why I love sports in general is all the extra shit. And that's why people love I'm open, right? So of course we love to see LeBron leading the fast break. Of course we love to see Dame Lillard crossing up 11 people at once and hitting incredible shots that don't even seem real. But what's really fun to me and what makes it just an extra layer of entertainment is the off-court shit, the personalities, the drama, the petty shit, the outfits, the diets, you know, the clothes. <laughs> I already said the outfits, but that's the fun shit for me that makes it feel like, you know, I know you're a reality TV fan as well, and that's what puts it over the top. It almost makes it feel more like The Bachelor <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> As well, which is why, and I feel like the bubble has just given us the most, the most juicy, juicy produce in terms of seeing, you know, this side of NBA players that we haven't really gotten to see before. And we definitely haven't gotten to see a while since they've been in quarantine. Totally. No, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of the perfect situation because it's just like, you know, all of the, all of the sort of like chance run-ins or weird little stories about you know guys interacting that you would get um you know just little little blips little bits and pieces of you know during a normal season it's just like happening happening all the time now because they're just all all in disneyland i mean it's crazy the fact that it's in disneyland like just adds like another layer of just weirdness to it when you see like um, I know you don't have Instagram, but like I was watching this whole thing where like Kyle Kuzma and JaVale were like going on all these water slides together, like running around the whole thing. And it's like, of course, these guys are friends, Kuzma and JaVale. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate to get PG-13 on him, but like as I was watching Kuzma and JaVale run around the whole Disney World by themselves going on all these water slides... I was just like, there's no way these two jokers didn't find some way to get weed into the bubble. I mean... Wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. I mean, especially during the the regular season. I feel like, you know, um, if, you know, probably during the, during the playoffs, I mean, I, uh, I, I bet, you know, 
LeBron isn't even like, you know, eating refined sugars or whatever. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's got some, some rules for, for consumption and, and conduct on the team. And I, I bet those two are following them, but you know, they, they haven't played a playoff game yet. And, you know, I mean, what is, what does the number one speed mean now when it's all, when it's all on the same court, you know, you get, you get a little digital, you know, zoom Jack Nicholson, you know, behind, mm-hmm. behind the basket. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not worth home court advantage. So, so screw it. Yeah. I bet they, I bet they got up to some stuff during, uh, during the, the regular season game. And like you said too, like normally if you're in a series, like for example, we have the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Clippers series, which is going on right now. I'll just use an example. You know, the first two games would have been in L.A., so all the Clippers players, Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams, would be able to go back home, right? The Dallas guys are in the hotel together, and then after two days, the L.A. guys, are they're all hopping on flights, right? The Dallas guys are going back home. The L.A. guys are going to a different hotel. Now they're all in the same hotel. Nobody's can see, nobody can see their families yet. We're about to get to that in a moment. And, like... Also, see, you got to get Instagram, Sam. It took me a long time, too, but you get to see some shit, especially now with the bubble, that it's like, (laughs) wow. So Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray bumped into each other after their game uh, last night. Okay. And Donovan Mitchell, for our I'm Open family members, we fucking love you guys, even if you haven't watched a single NBA game all year. That's okay. That's why it's the I'm Open family. We're here to tell you guys what happened. Donovan Mitchell, a young gun, dropped about... I think he dropped 57 points, which was his most. Yeah, I think that's right. And it was an, it was a great game. Jazz nuggets and the nuggets ended up pulling it out. And, and Jamal Murray was awesome. in overtime, one of Canada's, uh, one of the next great hopes of Canada basketball. And he and Jokic together just took over in overtime. And Jamal Murray had like 35 points himself. So it was like, they were going at it. And then like outside of their hotel, Jamal Murray bumped into, uh, Donovan and was like, yo, this dude just dropped 57 on me. And he was like filming Donovan and Donovan was clearly FaceTiming somebody else. It's easier to joke about somebody dropping 57 on you when you beat him and donovan was like facetiming somebody on the side like hi bro like all right like he didn't want to have any part of it oh my god i do need to get instagram man these are the these are the moments that are that are making the bubble so fun i mean i guess yeah these guys are just like oh i'm so i mean maybe we'll get into this but i just i wonder how all this is gonna change what's going on on the court Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, we're, we're almost more in like a, in like a March madness setting. Um, or I mean, even like an AAU type deal. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if, um, if like chemistry is, is the new home court advantage, uh, you know, for these playoffs. Um, like I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're like a team of like, you know, older professionals who, you know, who don't have like a great off court bond, but, you know, just like go to work together and, and get it done. I feel like, I feel like you're at a disadvantage. That kind of team is at a disadvantage this time around. Cause like, you know, everyone's just got to be together. And I feel like the more, the more teams are just like embracing it and, and having fun together. I don't know. I feel like that might, that might show up. Um, and we might get some weird, we might get some weird playoff results. I mean, at least that's what I'm hoping for. 
I think we will too. I love, uh, I feel like chemistry is the new home court advantage. Like soon enough, the Celtics are going to come out with that on like hashtags on their like warm up shirts or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that one. So I wanted to ask you in, re- in relation to the chemistry thing. I mean, you played high level uh, amateur basketball as a young man. You're still a young man, but as a younger man. Um, I mean, you, I've even heard stories how you, you played against uh, my guy who just enjoyed a brief stint in the bubble with the, with the wizard, Shabazz Napier. My, my guy, I, you know, in our, in our hodgepodge, you know, variety bin wizards that, that got sent to the bubble. Um, the back with the starting backcourt of Ish Ish Smith and Shabazz Napier, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, does it like did you were was it AAU that you played or was it a different uh thing? Was it AAU? It it was it was AAU, and I feel like you're being very generous. I feel like I should clarify. I played on teams that played against teams that were playing high level AAU basketball, but it was like you know how like uh. Duquesne plays, uh, you know, plays a tough non-conference schedule of, uh, you know, like the Dukes and the North Carolinas every year. We were sort of, uh, we were kind of in that tier, you know, sort of good enough, good enough to be at the tournament, but, uh, you know, never, never went far, never, never made a run, uh, against any of the good, the good guys. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, I, um, when I played AAU, there was, um, there were a lot of really, really good teams in, in the area. Cause this was like kind of the early years of, um, New England prep schools sort of poaching, like some of the best players from all over the country. Um, so, you know, they'd, you know, these, these guys would move from, you know, wherever they grew up to, you know, go to boarding school in like, you know, New Hampshire or whatever for a few years and they play on a New England AAU team. Um, so yeah, I mean, there were some like the, the best, the best teams that we played were, were really, really good. Um, but it was never, it was never close. They, so, <laughs> we so, got blown out every time. Well, you know, it's kind of good, good to go in with, with tempered expectations though, you know, yeah. and then you guys get to be the ones where even if you just bang in one shot against those guys, it feels great. Whereas if they don't beat you by at least 15, 20 points, they're going to go back uh, with their heads hanging. So it's kind of a good position to be in the Cinderella story. Definitely. Definitely. So did you guys stay like all these guys, um, when they're when they're talking about it, they're saying like, "My man, this feels like AAU again. This feels like being at like the Adidas Nations camp again, or this feels like being at." I mean, there's so many now. McDonald's All America camp, right? I mean, now everybody's got their own camp. Chris Paul, Steph Curry, like, do would do you have memories of do kind of like having like road trips with your team? Did you guys have like sleepover situations at tournaments and stuff like that? Like when they because when they're like, "This is just like AAU." You know, I never made it to AAU. We didn't have sleepovers on my basketball team, so I don't know like what shenanigans they're talking about. I guess there there are some there are some similarities. I mean, you know, you're definitely like often uh, at least w- what it felt like when I was doing it uh, as like a kid was that you know you would sort of descend on a smaller city you know that you'd never been to before uh and yeah everyone would kind of be you know packed uh 
packed in hotels and you'd really just be like, you'd either be playing or about to play or kind of like chilling, chilling at the hotel. Um, I mean, we, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. I hadn't, I hadn't really, uh, I hadn't really thought about it, but I guess, uh, I guess there's some overlap. Although, you know, I think, uh, like the better teams played, uh, played a lot more aggressive schedules than uh than than we did you know we we travel for stuff you know a couple times a year and it was like a big deal and i think you know for some of these guys like they were you know they were traveling as much as like an elite college team i remember um we uh one time the best the best team in the in the in new england really um babc they had Alex Oriaki and Jamal Coombs McDaniel and mm. Phil Pressey, who played for the Celtics for a minute. Yeah. Um, Two UK they were, guys, I mean, and um, back when Missouri's basketball team had a little bit of a decent run there for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, they were, you know, they were like the the 27 Yankees or whatever. And I remember we we played we played them like weirdly close. Hmm. one time uh, i mean they they beat us but like definitely better better than we'd ever played them before um and you know we were sort of feeling ourselves and then um you know walked off the court you know with a moral victory and then someone was like oh no like you know don't like you know don't uh don't like take too much joy from this they're uh they just played a tournament in italy and they're super jet lagged because they like just got back from Italy and we were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like it was just, it was, I mean, what can, what can you say? I mean, so that, you know, they were like elite, 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 but that, you know, at that level, like travel, you know, probably wasn't even that exciting. But for us, it was like, Oh my God, we're going to Albany. Like this is, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you have any uh, memories of like pranks or shenanigans uh, that your teammates pulled, like going to Albany or going to, you know, like any of these little Hartford or any of these little like local tournaments you guys would go to? Or did you guys generally be behave yourselves? You know, we like we were we were weirdly well behaved um, looking looking back. Um, I mean, I think I played for a lot of. AAU coaches who were sort of disciplinarians, um, which was like, I don't know, it probably would have been fun to, uh, to play for like a little bit more of a loosey goosey situation. Um, often also like not all the time, but, um, sometimes people's parents came, mm. um, like, um, you know, during the bulk of it, like, I'd say that like I was like sort of 15 and, and 16 when I was doing sort of like most of the, my travel for this mm -hmm. stuff. And so, um, often, often, you know, there were some parents with us and like it was a, it was a pretty tight ship. I mean, that would be a fun, like I'd love it if people's parents were in the bubble. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would that would add a whole. I mean, you know, if families were allowed to be in the mix, that would add a whole a whole other layer.
Well, Sam, you know, you led me right into, you alley-ooped me right into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Because soon enough, they are going to start allowing guests into the bubble. And, you know, our wishes are going to be granted. A whole nother layer of drama and intrigue will be added here. Now, we already saw last week with the Seahawks training camp, a young rookie, I believe, tried to uh, sneak a lady in dressed in like Seahawks athletic gear to the training camp hotel and she was caught. And so was he. He was removed from the team. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the NFL guys have only been in camp for like a week or or so. Mm -hmm. So basketball, like we said, we, who knows what types of things they've been able to sneak into the bubble so far. It seems like they've been pretty well behaved. We haven't really seen any breaches that we know of. Right. I can understand why if something embarrassing happened, maybe they, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA might kind of keep things a little hush hush and just say, you know, he's being disciplined for breaking a rule and not saying what it is necessarily. But now, once they eliminate a certain number of teams, right, they're going to be able to start bringing other people to the to the bubble. And it says, I just want to kind of make sure I don't mess this up here because I want to get the exact, you know, kind of facts and figures right for our fans because... Um, it will not be until the start of the conference semifinals. So that'll be when there's eight teams okay. left. When there's eight teams left, then they'll each be allowed mm. to bring four guests. Now, this is my favorite part, Sam, and this is really what I wanted to talk to you about. We know they've been wanting to bring guests. There was like a joke at the beginning about some girl who got DM'd and they were like, oh, who was it that DM'd you? And she was like, SMH, they already invited me to the bubble, some like Instagram model and... But they look if the players are patient, if their team makes it long enough, they're going to be able to have guests. And this is my favorite part, Sam, that I wanted to really break down with you because I think it, it it's, might cause some controversy because there is now a rule about the guests that the players must prove to have a long-standing relationship with anyone visiting. This is a memo that was sent to the teams. And this is this is true. This precludes players from hosting guests who would be deemed as wholly casual in nature, including if they are known by the player only through social media or through an intermediary. So this is from a memo from a memo put out by the NBA that Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, the legend, if he says it, it's true. So this is he got the real stuff. So now people are going to have to prove for LeBron, who's got three kids, three beautiful kids, a beautiful family. He'll easily be able to prove with his family, with his wife. For the Kyle Kuzmas of the world, or for that, I mean, how are they going to prove longstanding, non-casual relationships with their, with these people? Do you, do you think this is going to be starting to get on a slippery slope here? Well, I'm... I'm beside myself. This is amazing. I'm first of all, I'm imagining like 10 lawyers in, you know, the NBA's like, you know, uh, office of legal counsel department in a conference room trying to figure out the most sanitized way to like, you know, to basically prevent like, you know, one night stands in the bubble. Um, I mean, this is so, this is incredible. I, I feel like I mean, this is like uh, this is just like a, a a law school exam statutory interpretation. I mean, if I was a law professor teaching like contracts or you know 
legislation and regulation. I mean, this would be this would be the dream exam. You you take that memo and you draw up, you know, you draw up some facts, obviously, you know, involving Lou Williams. Um, and, and you just, you know, you have your students, you know, go to work. Um, I mean, the way, you know, the language that you just offered actually seems like, you know, the guys will be able to probably get pretty creative. Um, I mean, you know, purely through, through social media, um, what does that mean? You know, if you have some Zoom conversations, um, you know, if you do the Netflix party thing and watch watch a couple movies together, I mean, you know, are you over the threshold? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I got to think any any NBA player with a with a lawyer uh, on retainer, you know, is already. Uh, you know, they're already billing some hours working, working overtime to figure out exactly, exactly what's allowed. Um, wow. This is amazing. I did not know about this. Yeah. You haven't heard. So I agree with you, Sam. Like when I first saw this, my first thing was like, okay, what did Adam Silver say to these lawyers? Like, the NBA's cadre of lawyers, however many they have. He's like, hey, no Tinder girls, but write it in a more prof- lawyer way, right? I mean, right, right, right. <laughs> was that, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, how do you write that in a lawyer way to basically, like you said, no one night stands, no like booty calls or whatever. And I hate, I'm not trying to be lewd or anything, but that is a part of the NBA guy's lifestyle and, and culture of just traveling on the road and stuff. And if you're not in a committed relationship right now or can't prove that you've already been in one, um, it's hard to imagine that those guys wouldn't, like you said, try to figure out loopholes, um, you know, if they're single and they can't prove that they've had a longstanding relationship or maybe they'll get back together with an ex or something like that. And like you said, they're probably hitting up their lawyers and agents like, what loopholes can you find me in here? Um, what does a relationship constitute as? What is contact? How do you how do you prove contact? All this stuff, right? Also, like from a COVID perspective, I don't really know if it makes any sense. I mean, you know, like what is what is the difference in terms of uh health and safety um you know between uh you know a a, a you know romantic partner uh you know who you met on Instagram versus um you know like one of your siblings you know flying in from from Arizona for the day i mean i think what would be interesting, and I mean, you know, if we're talking about the reality TV aspect of this, I think it's got to be, you know, you get four people, they can be whoever you want, but once they're in the bubble with you, they got to stay in the bubble with you until your team's eliminated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that adds a whole, that adds a whole other element. You know, you meet, you meet someone, you know, uh, on on instagram you're interested you gotta you know you've got to know that um you know there's like if you invite them in the bubble you better hope that you're compatible because like you know you're 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 with them until your team gets bounced i mean that i think would add would add a real layer of uh 
of of intrigue. Um, but I mean, are they just allowed? Like, are you allowed to? You get four people. You get four slots, and and you can fill them in a rotating way. Like, you can have, um, you know, your wife and your wife and kids come come one week, and then if they leave, you, you can fill those four spots with like your your parents or your friends or whatever. Do you know how that works? You know, that's a great question. We're going to have to see if Woj and Stephen A. Smith and all those guys can come up with some more like intel yeah. on how that's actually going to work. But I think what we're, I would lo- I like, and I've said this before on the pod, if the NBA does not have a million cameras around that whole campus filming every single thing that's going on, everybody in that office other than Adam Silver should be fired. Because this is a moment where you can make... I mean, if people love the Last Dance documentary, you can. This isn't like Jordan, but it's. I mean, it's LeBron, it's Harden, it's all it's Kawhi, but just the drama, just the, just that 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 juicy aspect of the controversy. Like, if we don't have cameras everywhere, then they're they're missing a chance. And I think first, what we're gonna see, which you kind of alluded to, is like, what if somebody only needs, you know, what if somebody only needs one bubble spot? Right? What if they're just like, I just want to bring my girlfriend. That's all I really need. I don't want anybody else. Are people going to start like being like, all right, well, can I buy two of your spots? And you say yeah. that you know my my brother because you do know him, um, but he's my brother, right? Or, I mean, that, that I'm sure that's going to – people are going to do some sort of thing like that, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like – this is cap and trade for, uh, <laughs> for, for bubble spots. So – I mean, I think the most, in terms of just the drama of this all, mm-hmm. I mean, the most kind of wrenching and interesting situation is the is the NBA player with with five kids. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know, how do you like? I mean, you know, I don't know who who you know Gordon Hayward. Like, yeah, I don't know how many kids, kids Gordon Hayward has, yeah. but you know, I feel like he's got a lot of kids. I mean, how, like, what's the, what's the process, you know, what do you, what do you do? Or, you know, or, you know, four kids, four kids and your spouse, you know, you got a, you got a pretty brutal game of musical chairs. Um, and I mean, how do you, how do you make these, uh, these decisions? You know, it's like, Jessica, you know, I, I love you, but I just think, I think it's best for the team if you, uh, you know, if you back home with grandma like I, I you know the the limiting it in that way um seems really kind of cruel by the nba i don't know why you can't just say you know p- partners and kids are allowed in the bubble and hope that it uh you know hope that it, it evens out and just you know make sure that steven adams knows he's not allowed to bring his <laughs> 22 siblings <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all of his giant new zealand siblings i mean yeah <laughs> i think um kyle corver actually said who he has a lot of kids and he was like i don't think i'm gonna bring my kids because and i'm glad the nba is being super safe about this but i think you have to quarantine like outside of the bubble and then you can come in the bubble so i think there's like a procedure mm. like prepare to enter the bubble like get tested quarantine and then they let you in so it's like I think he was like, I've got a bunch of young kids. I don't remember how many kids Kyle Corver has, but he has a lot. Like, like Gordon Hayward, and it's like, so yeah. what am I going to wait? Make my wife like quarantine now for two weeks in a hotel room with four like eight 
you know, eight-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, like in a hotel room. He's just like, I'm not going to put my family through that. Um, right. Also, they can't go to the game. I mean, no. not that that's the only reason to be there, but like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're, you know, if you're a, if, if you're Kyle Korver's kid, I mean, you know, you get to hang out with like, you know, Brooke Lopez probably normally. Like, there's probably, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably not that exciting to be, yeah. to be in the bubble. Well, definitely the advantage goes to the Antetokounmpo family who have like three brothers on the same team so they can just bring in the whole family, like basically whoever they want at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one thing that people – and I, I, I like your open-mindedness, Sam. I mean, you're right. Like what makes somebody's agent or wife, you know, just on – paper what makes them a safer profile than somebody they just met on bumble or met on instagram and you mm -hmm. know they're just people at the end of the day you don't have a guarantee if they go through the necessary procedures of quarantining of whatever i think part and i don't know who said this i don't know if this woge or Stephen a it was one of these articles i was reading but they were saying that there was con some concern that if they didn't have a serious or committed relationship um that it might uh, potentially affect more than one player or team. So I guess what that would mean is like, say, I don't want to pick a player's name, but say player X invites somebody into the bubble who they don't know that well. Like you said, maybe they say you can't leave the bubble until the Utah Jazz are eliminated. But after a week, they decide we don't really get along that well. Maybe they they maybe they DM somebody that's on, you know, the Brooklyn Nets and are like, hey, like, what's up? I was with this other guy, but it didn't really work out. So I'm not saying that people are just going to jump ship without loyalty. But if you come in without a committed relationship, which to me, that just adds to the reality TV aspect. I say go for it. <laughs> Totally. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to go in the other direction where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I gave it a go with, with someone on the Utah Jazz. We're not that compatible. It's not working out. The only way I can leave now is if the Utah Jazz get eliminated. So, you know, I got to get back to, you know, to my life. I mean, I guess this is kind of a ridiculous scenario. They can't keep you. They can't, they can't keep people in the bubble, but um yeah it's very uh it's, it's it's really strange i hope i hope that woge doesn't doesn't drop this story it feels like there's actually a lot more uh a lot more gaps to be filled in about what the league was thinking and and how they're going to do this oh i can't wait to hear the follow-ups on this story too and like you were saying sam i just wish i could be a fly on the wall with some of these agents and lawyers trying to figure out like legally what constitutes a relationship once what constitutes commitment how like like are these lawyers literally going through like with dms up on like uh up on a projector like looking through example dms like this is a relationship because she right or, <laughs> i mean how would they know right no it's like it's incredibly invasive um it's yeah i'm this is okay i'm like and like how do the just, like a dm is like i know they said it can't just be purely social media but like a lot of people just do communicate through dms or whatever initially so if you do like what if you what if you do co hypothetically communicate through texts but it's only through sending photos 
for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've been sending each other photos, whether it's lewd or whether it's just perfectly above board. Say you've been DMing on Instagram. And this is not something I've done. I'm just saying hypothetically for one player, but say even sending photos back and forth, texting or like, so that counts as you've been texting. Now, what do you have to do? Print out all these like fo- selfies and like send them to Adam Silver <laughs> to show that you yeah, know. Yeah, totally. No, it's, it's so, um, it's, it is invasive. Like you were saying, it is very invasive to be, to prove like you have a relationship with some of these people. It might come to that cutoff point where like people are like, well, I don't want to share these DMs. You know, I don't, and Adam Silver, he's like, we got to be careful. If guys start printing out DMs, man, if there's just one leak of this, you know, of that file of all the different DMs the guys send into the league office, I mean, that thing could, could take some careers down. Also, like, you know, whichever, like, whichever bureaucrat is um, in charge of the vetting of all of this is, is the most, is now the most powerful person in the bubble like i you know yeah. i don't know which like which lawyer they have like you know tasked as the sort of gatekeeper here but i mean like you're you are whoever that is is you know once the once the semis start is going to be like the center of gravity in the entire league for like a month they'll be the most important person you're right people are going to be calling in favors left and right to try to get yeah their yeah <laughs> yeah You're still listening to I'm Open. You can follow us on Instagram at I'm Open underscore pod to get awesome merch and let us know what you want to hear about on the next episode. So as we discussed, the NBA has done an awesome job of really building uh, and structuring for success, as my dad likes to say building an infrastructure of safety where everybody kind of knows what the expectations are going to be, right? And in terms of the rules for the food, for how they get to the arenas, for when they can practice, for who they can see, where they can go, are all really strict and seems like they're doing a great job of keeping everybody safe. Now, one rule that they didn't seem to make is against starting your own small business while you're in the bubble, which... My guy, Jimmy Butler, decided to do. Now, somehow this was not included in the rules, in the restrictions. And they need a little, they need stuff to entertain themselves. Obviously, they're already, you know, they're doing a lot of different things. Fishing, you know, they're doing a lot of fishing, uh, playing arcade games, cornhole. It looks like a fun time to me. Uh, so they're doing a lot to entertain themselves. And Jimmy Butler, uh, star forward wing for the Miami Heat, has started his own little coffee shop with a lot of options. Everything is $20, no matter what size you get, uh, whether it's Venti, Largo, or Amargo, or whatever whatever uh, Star- Starbucks sizes. they yeah, He might just be using human sizes, not Starbucks sizes. But what do you think about this side hustle from Jimmy? I mean, 20 bucks a cup seems like a lot, but when you consider he said you can't really get good coffee in the bubble... You know, hotels can be hit or, mid- hit or miss on the coffee, and it creates like a cool little. Partly, you're just paying to be in the vibe in the coffee shop, right? That's got to be the the answer that you're you're paying for the experience because, like, you know, unless unless Jimmy's got like the 
you know, the huge espresso machine with the little sort of saucer that you press up into the thing and it goes and like, you know, makes the amazing coffee. Like presumably Jimmy Butler's just in his hotel room with a, with a French press and a little kettle. And like, you know, they're staying at some pretty nice hotels. I just can't believe that, uh, you know, the, the coffee is, uh, is that bad. But I, you know, I mean, I wonder, this is, this is a conspiracy theory. Um, and, you know, I've got nothing to back this up. So, uh, grain of salt. But I wonder if what's really going on, um, is that like Jimmy's hosting some card games or something. And the, and the $20 is the, is the buy-in or you, there's just, there's gotta be something else going on. I mean, why, why as a, as a businessman, you know, if you're going to set up a little, a little bubble lemonade stand, why are you charging the same amount for all the, you know, for all the, uh, same, you know, the sizes of coffee? How, how's Jimmy Butler getting like paper cups and lids? Like, so much of this sort of doesn't doesn't add up and this hadn't occurred to me until just now when we're talking to each other but i wonder like i i feel like there's a little more there's a little more going on here um i'm not sure if i mean jimmy butler you know strikes me as a as a card player i don't know why he's a social you know he seems like a social guy um you know sort of great great attitude gregarious dude I just feel like there's there's more than coffee to this story. They're at fancy hotels. Jimmy Butler can't have more with him than, you know, like a little French press and some and some beans. Um something's not uh something something's not not quite right to me about this, but hey, I mean I think it'd be adorable if they're just all hanging out in Jimmy Butler's room drinking instant coffee. Um and I mean I wanna know who who is, you know, who the clients are. Um, is it just guys on the heat? Is it, you know, is it other, other dudes too? Um, again, so, you know, gaps, gaps for Woj to fill in here. Definitely. Yeah. So I agree with you. Like at first I, you know, I'm a, I may, maybe we could call me my naive or maybe you could just call me optimistic. But at first it was like, that's awesome. I really like that. He called it big face coffee. I never really noticed he had a big face before, but I like the name. <laughs> <laughs> and he says cash only, no IOUs. And the options are latte, pour over, cappuccino, Americano, espresso, red eye, mocha, macchiato, and cafe au lait, which... Some of those things you definitely can't even make with the fr- like you need like some tools. Right. <laughs> right, right. So either Jimmy Butler like brought some sort of espresso, which he could have, right? Like, and mm-hmm. we're gonna get into in a little bit later, like the type of mail and things people have been sending in, and he could have been sending in stuff, buying on Amazon espresso machine, coffee beans, hypothetically getting this stuff. It seems like a lot to go through. Now the money thing. I know it seems a little uh, like suspicious to me in a way. It's not that crazy because if you're that rich, like NBA players are money to them is almost fake. So like, is Jimmy Butler going to be making change? He does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, one small, one large. That'll be okay. I owe you 10. He doesn't want change. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. to him, they might as well be like, you know, 
tickets, you know, they might as well be Disney coins, right? I don't really think to, to most of these guys, now maybe some of these, maybe some of these younger rookies, you know, maybe like Duncan Robinson on the Heat, $20, yeah. you keep going, man, you're going to run yeah, out. Yeah. But to the Jimmy Butlers of the world, it's just like $20 to them is probably like saying like, hey, everything's, it's like when you go to a yard sale where they say like everything's a dollar. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, they're like, yay. Um, but I do wonder now that you're saying, like, is there something secretive? Is there something more nefarious that maybe we're missing? And I'm starting to think, is this the Miami Heat recruiting tool? Now, everybody Mm. thought that Pat Riley, who, if you guys don't know Pat Riley, I'm open family, that's okay. That's why it's the I'm open podcast. He's a gentleman who looks like he was plucked straight out of like the Sopranos or something and asked to manage a basketball team. If you just want to envision what he looks like, he's got white hair. It's always slicked back. He's had connections to, you know, some of the greatest eras of basketball like having Shaq and D-Wade together in Miami then bringing LeBron and the big three to Miami with Bosh and the Showtime Lakers back in the day Magic all those guys so he as a coach and an executive he's a big baller and he does look like like I mentioned he really looks like somebody out of Sopranos or something but Miami for you know the cousins in Miami I think that was um god what was the guy's name Junior who uh not Junior Anyway, little somebody. There was somebody in Miami. Little, little, little Carmine. Little Carmine. There we go. Yeah. He's like the little Carmine of, of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're at the precipice of a crossroads. Yeah, I, I love Little Carmine. Yeah, Little Sorry. Carmine's an awesome <laughs> character. So, so, uh, so Pat Riley's almost like the little Carmine, like Miami sect of of the mafia. Not that he's not that. Yeah, I'm not trying to general generalize with just the way he looks, but he looks like it. He's got the look for it, and. People were kind of saying when LeBron left Miami, then D-Wade retired. It's like, oh, the Miami era is over. There's nothing to do here in Miami. Like, you know, they just have all these misfit toys. Kelly Olenek, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Josh Richardson, Bam Adebayo, all these random. Not random. Nobody's random. They're all special in their own way. And some of them aren't on the team. Some have turned out to be better than people thought. Like what was thought to be the new core of the team of basically Justice Winslow and Josh Richardson, uh, which is supposed to be kind of like the new young core of the team, are no longer on the team. But they've revived themselves in this awesome way now where Jimmy Butler's decided to leave Philly kind of somewhat surprisingly and go to Miami, seeing what they've built. They find these kind of like scrap heap guys like Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. They drafted really well with my guy Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo turning out to be a star. This, to me, looks like the new Clippers where it is in place to have all the supporting cast around you. Jimmy Butler is a perfect number two star. Bam Adebayo is a perfect 2A or whatever, or like those, if those are your second and third best players, you're looking really good, right? And then you have Mm -hmm. just these other guys, Kelly, Kelly Olynyk and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, different guys who are, if they were all moved down kind of one slot in the rotation, kind of like how we saw the Clippers last year, all, you know, built around, you know, basically Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander and Lou Williams. And it's like, okay, well, imagine if we put some, put these guys around somebody else, which they ended up trading Shea, but that's another, you know, story. But 
I feel like this is a recruiting tool for Miami. That long story short is like they've got the cap space. They have got Goran Dragic still, who's a great player, and even in his you know older years, he's starting to get. They've got a perfect supporting cast to to make this move to to the next guy who might become a free agent. Who knows what who that's going to be? Whether it's Carl Anthony Towns or Giannis or. I mean, not that they'll become a free agent, but that they might become available, right? We never know. Like, we didn't think Jimmy Butler was going to be available, and then he was available twice. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. we didn't think Andrew Wiggins or D'Angelo Russell was going to be available. There's going to be somebody else who's available who we're not expecting right now. And stop fucking talking about Bradley Beal, everyone, because it's not him. He's staying with us. (laughs) Uh, But... There's going to be somebody. I think I feel like now Carl Anthony Towns is my bet because he can't be too happy, even though now we got his best friend in Minnesota. He can't be too happy losing every year. There's oh, actually, it won't be him because Jimmy Butler hates him. Never mind. It's not going to be Carl Anthony Towns, but a Giannis or a somebody like that. This is is this just maybe weaseling in so the next guy knows Jimmy? Is this a recruiting tool? Is this tampering? You know, it. It, it it might be, you know, maybe it's on the up and up and it's just, you know, a bunch of guys enjoying some coffee together. But if you're an NBA reporter in the bubble and you're listening to the I'm Up and podcast right now, you got to be you got to be on this story. You got to be checking who's coming in, who's coming out, who's who's spending, you know, time uh, at at the big face, you know, cafe. Um, and then you got to connect the dots, you know, next year in, in free agency. I mean, the same way, you know, people are, uh, you know, people spent the past few weeks monitoring, you know, chartered flight logs and changes to Wikipedia pages, trying to figure out, you know, who Biden was going to pick to be his running mate. Um, you know, it's, we gotta, we gotta read, we gotta read the smoke signals and the tea leaves here. I mean, if, you know, if, if Giannis is, uh, is stopping by for a cup of coffee every now and then. That's uh, you know, that's that's interesting. Um, so uh, you know, no uh, you know, no 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 slander to to Jimmy Butler or, or Pat Riley, but you know, they've been they've been sneaky before. Pat, you know, Pat Riley's been sneaky before and um, you know, a nice little a nice little uh, you know, cute kind of coffee shop lemonade stand is is kind of the perfect front for whatever's going on, you know, in, in, in Jimmy's suite. And I, I just feel like he overplayed his hand with the macchiato thing. It's like, dude, you know, like cafe Olay is mostly milk. You're telling me you've got, you've got how much milk, do you milk have? back there. <laughs> right. Like how much, how much milk do you have? If things, you know, if, if things in the bubble, you know, we know we've seen, we've seen some of the pictures, you know, the, the food in the bubble is not, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with it, but it's not the, the fanciest. You're telling me, you know, the hotels are doing prepackaged food and, and Jimmy Butler just happens to have, you know, oat milk, macadamia milk, soy milk, whole skim, 2% almond. I mean, it's just that I, I feel like, you know, if you, if you got your French press and you're doing a little, you know, DIY thing and you're like, Hey, you know, fellas, I've got coffee. If you need it, great. But, you know, that little whiteboard with all those different drinks on it, I just, I, I raised my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, sometimes the cover-up is almost so good 
that it's too good. Mm -hmm. And you say, you shouldn't have gotten so detailed into this. And when he starts doing cafe au lait macchiato and stuff, there's a lot of baristas who don't know how to make that shit. So, (laughs) (laughs) So when did, I'm not saying Jimmy's a super smart dude, but he's focused on basketball. Like when has he had time to learn how to make all these beverages? Or maybe it's just one of those things, like when you go to a diner and they have a huge menu and like, they're like, oh, we don't have that today. We don't have that today. Maybe it's like one of those situations. But I feel like you're right. Yeah. Like it's a little, it's a little too far gone in a way with all these details that he should have just stopped at just pour over espresso. The NBA, like. I think Boris Boris wasn't the first one, but Boris Dia, one of my all-time favorite NBA players, mm. like started like the espresso club for the Spurs. Yep. He famously like had an espresso machine in his locker. Yep. He would have espresso before games, which I love coffee. I would not bring an espresso before I like run <laughs> around, but but that's him. He's also he's a big French guy, so he can handle it. <laughs> but um it's like the guys love coffee. Um, and wine, like I love how with this new era of NBA players, and you have to shout out to LeBron for for leading the pack with this a lot because he's into the sophisticated. You know, the D Wade loves his wine. He's got like Wade vineyards and stuff. It's like this is a new era of of NBA players that makes it so fun. And all the t- things we were talking about at the beginning that make it even more fun is that. You know, like they they love style, fashion, wine, espresso, like they're into a lot of different shit. So I think in that way, it was a good cover up where people kind of were like, yeah, NBA players love coffee now. You guys are they're interested, interested in these pour overs and espressos and stuff. But, you know, eventually it got a little too deep. Now, obviously, we're wondering, how does he get the milk? How does he get the beans, all this stuff? One thing that we do know is that the players are able to get mail in the bubble. Now, I don't know if you've gotten to see this yet, Sam, or other I'm Open family members out there. Rachel Nichols did a really cool profile on how the mail system works in the bubble. And if you don't know Rachel Nichols yet, I'm Open family, she's the person who, when when you're interviewing her and you call her by a first-name basis and she calls you by a first-name basis, you basically know, I have made it. I am a superstar in the NBA. When you're when LeBron's given the, hey, thanks, Rachel, you know, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> if, she, if you have the one-on-one sit-down with Rachel, that's how you know you are like LeBron James, you know, Giannis. That's how you know you made it as an NBA superstar. She's a DC DMV native as well. Shout out to her. And she does great work. And all the guys just love her. Like once you're talking to Rachel on a first name basis, giving the interviews, that's how you basically know you just won, you know, finals MVP or something. So if she's she's in there, she found out the bubble mail system. It's extremely elaborate. And they have a giant like warehouse where they're keeping all the mail. They're getting things like full arcade, full arcade games mailed to them. Um, giant connect four things, weights, punching bags, uh, chess, a lot of chess sets, shuffleboard sets, putting greens, uh, fridges, full size fridges. Now, some of these have to be like the NBA realizing the longer they're there, like, all right, shit, we need more fridges or like, okay, 
uh, we need a weight room for these guys. I, those, those can't all be personal items. Um, but I'm sure some are. Um, and I'm sure there's some items that players are ordering that they did not want to reveal on the story or they were just like, yeah, we got arcade games in the fridge. Like, and they maybe didn't want to say all the things. That were yeah. <laughs> um, what, I mean, what do you, th- what would you deliver if you were stuck in the bubble? What would you order? Udonis Haslam said he spent maybe $5,000 on Amazon delivery so far, which when you first read it, you're like, whoa. But then when you hear the coffee's $20, you're like, all right, that's probably like on the lower end. I'm sure some of the, I'm sure Jimmy Butler spent like, you know, $200,000 on Amazon on just pure coffee beans straight from the mountains of uh, Columbia. But what would you be ordering right now if you were stuck in the bubble? Man. You know, we were just talking about the food. It, apparently, apparently, it's 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 not great. I mean, I remember someone someone posted a picture of uh, of their of their you know shrink wrap stuff, and I say it, Thomas, wrote <laughs> back saying, "No way, LeBron is eating that." So, I mean, I I guess that would probably be, um, you know, if I'm playing, you know, now a playoff game basically every other night, you know. Uh, a fridge is probably not the worst investment. So you can just, you know, have, have stuff delivered. So, I mean, the first thing I'd, I'd probably do, um, is, is, uh, is just get, you know, a whole setup. I mean, you'd want a blender. You'd want a little, uh, you know, one of those little sort of, uh, electric stove things they use on cooking shows. Um, I mean, I think you'd want, you know, you'd want as, as much of a full, situation as you could get and then i think i think my next thing would be like one of those sharper image massage chairs that Mm. you used to be able to like go to the mall and and sit in back when malls were a thing um because you know i mean that just sounds that sounds great i mean if you're in the room the whole time you might as well you know get get work done and uh and and get loose but then really where my mind goes is like you know i want to be i want to be the room you know where where people are are wanting to hang out so like i'm thinking in you know inflatable inflatable pool Mm. um you know uh uh i remember josh rosen was was famous for having a hot tub in his dorm when Mm -hmm. he was at ucla that sounds pretty nice. I mean, I don't really even know if you can have a hot tub delivered. I'm kind of, I'm kind of stretching the boundaries of this thing. Um, but you know, a slip and slide, uh, poker chips. Um, I mean, that's, that's dangerous because then, you know, you're staying up late. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I'm sure all of these things and more have been getting delivered. The food idea is really good. Like, if you're allowed to do that, they, again, that's a lawyer question there for them and the bubble and the NBA and everything. But, like, if the food's really that bad, I love to cook, too. I'd be like, all right, I'm getting my own fridge. I'm getting my own hot plate, blender, food processor, whatever. Like, I'm cooking for myself. I love to cook. I love to eat. If the food's really that bad... You could you could get a little camping setup going pretty. I mean, it wouldn't even be camping because you're in the room. You could get a little mini kitchenette going pretty well. Um, and I'm sure at this point too, guys are just ordering out of boredom shit they don't even need just because they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's almost just an activity to buy something on Amazon just to have mail, just to get something new. 
but I'm sure there's I'm sure there's all sorts of things they're they're ordering and it's uh obviously when she was like yeah it's awesome they're getting arcade games and wait so i was like yeah these are definitely the things that i mean shout out to rachel she's a great reporter but she wasn't going for the real dirty shit like you know dirty details (laughs) she she knows the players she's not trying to get them in trouble i'm sure adam silver was like just keep it with the tell them about the cornhole sets we're getting and right right yeah Yeah, but one thing that you're saying is like it's with with some of these things you're like is this this seems too cutesy like is it really like this like are they really doing it like this is the nba just because it's disney they're making it just seem like yeah they're all having a pool party like is it really that you know is it really like that and one of the things that a lot of the guys have been doing have been like decorating rooms for each other in hallways i don't know if you've seen any photos of these but it's been like I think it was like CJ McCollum's birthday and like Dame like decorated his door of his hotel room. So when he came out, it was like happy birthday, CJ, with like balloons in front of the door. I see, I I love that. And I believe all that stuff. I mean, I don't trust Pat Riley and the details of the Jimmy Butler coffee thing are a little suspect to me, but I totally believe that these guys are are having having fun and uh and just sort of, you know, supporting each other. And, um, you know, even if you're like a big fancy NBA player, it's been a hard time for, for everyone. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, 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 I, I believe it. I mean, it's gotta be, oh, you know, it's true. Cause there's photos. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, but I guess I mean, like, um, it, it makes, it makes, I'm not, I'm not surprised mm. that like, you know, they're, they're doing adorable stuff and, uh, uh, and having fun. I mean, especially, I don't know if this is too much of a stretch, but you know, at most of these big, you know, basketball colleges now, you know, it's like a very, it's like a very pre-professional atmosphere. You know, you're living in like, uh, you know, there's usually like a separate, almost like a separate campus for the, for the team. And like, you know, there's gotta be like a little bit of like a college dorm, uh, you know, kind of situation that like, you know, maybe some of these guys feel like they, uh, you know, they, they missed out on a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it reminds me of shit, you know, middle school girls would do at least at my middle school. But I love that these guys are all strong grown men who don't feel embarrassed to just be like, I'm going to decorate CJ's door with stickers and streamers. Cause that's my guy. Um, yeah. I, I love very that. Soft and vulnerable side to the guys that we haven't seen. Totally. Um, and I, it, yeah, it's just, it's funny. Maybe they're ordering streamers and, and party, you, ut- you know, utensils to, to support each other's birthdays and stuff like that. I'm sure it's hard to have like, a birthday in the bubble and not be around your family and stuff and not really be able to go out or do anything. So yeah, that's really true. You're still listening to I'm open. You can follow us on Instagram at I'm open underscore pod to get awesome merch and let us know what you want to hear about on the next episode. Another thing I was talking about in the bubble, Sam, which I think is really interesting, just when you look at everything outside of, as we mentioned again, everything outside of what goes on in the court, which a lot of times makes what goes on in the court way more interesting. So 
we've we've heard about you know as you mentioned golf people have been doing a lot of golfing and fishing and tiktoking dancing you know like playing video games obviously the lakers have started their own video game madden season so they have literally they have an eastern conference and a western conference they have eight teams they have a full 16 game schedule where they all play each other and they are like playing a full Madden season right now in the bubble against. Now, when you're talking about chemistry over home court advantage or whatever, which the NBA will probably steal as the tagline by the time this podcast comes out, <laughs> um, this is a great chemistry building thing. Like, now, what I want to go through with you, though, is I want to have you guess. I'll go through the players on the Lakers roster. And to the rest of the I'm Open family members out there in the world, you probably won't even know who most of these guys are other than the legend LeBron James. But that's okay because this is a little fun game we're going to play. I want you to guess if they were invited to be in the league or not. Oh. So we have eight guys on the Lakers who are in the Madden League with each other. And something that's so interesting is like I was talking about Kuzma and um, Kuzma and JaVale. Like you can see like these guys are legit buddies like they hang out they've been swimming to you know like or like who else like taco fall was hanging out with on the celtics i think taco taco fall and vince poirier were like in the pool together yesterday so i can see that so it's like you see like who are the actual guys who connect like to hang out and who doesn't so it's an interesting reveal and after i was talking about that as a theme this came up with the madden tournament and i was like this is exactly what i'm talking about and it's mm. interesting to see who got invited and who didn't. So we'll just go down the list here. And okay, and this is all this is all Lakers. So these are only Lakers. They did not invite anybody else, though. I'm sure by the time this is going on, I'm sure some other teams have copied this idea and doing their own season. So mm-hmm. um, there are eight teams playing in the uh, Lakers bubble Madden tournament. They're all represented. Uh, you know, they're by players on the Lakers roster, but not everybody on the roster was included. So I'll just go through and you tell me if you think this guy was invited to be in it or not. Um, okay. Ready, Sam? I'm ready. Oh, All right. This is okay. I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll think out loud. Uh, once, once you start throwing them out. Good. I want you to, I want you to think out loud. So, the first one I'd like to ask about is Dion Waiters. Neon Dion, my guy, Waiters Island. He was almost out of the NBA playing in China or something. And now he's suddenly back somehow playing crunch time minutes for the Lakers. Do you think Dion, the former number three pick and LeBron's former teammate in Cleveland, do you think he was included in the Lakers Madden tournament? Hmm. Well, so I think the way I, I got a reason through this is, is first it, it all, all the answers are going to come down to like sort of who is the commissioner of this, of this league. And, you know, it basically the two options are, you know, LeBron or, or not LeBron. I mean, you know, it's the Lakers. And so like, you know, nothing, nothing is going to happen, uh, you know, without LeBron, signing off but maybe he's just like look you know you guys i'm i'm going zero dark 30 or whatever he calls it in the playoffs you know i don't i like i don't i don't think of lebron as as sort of a a gamer but then if he's not you know if he's not running this 
who is. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Dion is in there just on the on the sort of simple idea that like you know he's a new addition and you got to get him you got to get him in the mix um, you know you got to get him bonding with the guys and this is an easy way to do it so I'm going to say I'm going to say yes Waiters is is one of the eight correct you got uh, one down right. so Waiters is in the is in he's doing well so far his team's off to a good start. And on the standings, he's he goes by Philly Cheese or Cheese. So shout, you know that is little amazing. And wait, he, do you know who which teams they're playing with? So Dion is playing with the Chiefs, which seems like a little bit. No wonder he's in first place. He's he's called himself Philly Cheese. He's from Philly, and he didn't want to play with Philly. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but can I can I guess who do you do you know? Do you have in front of you which which teams each guy is playing with. Yeah, so you can guess with what, as we go who they're can playing with. Can I guess with. that too? That'll okay. be a lot okay. of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I love it, Sam. So this is a fun game. You're one for one. You're on a hot streak now. So this is the next one. This is a similar situation to Dion, a gentleman who just joined the Lakers, a gentleman who has been a teammate of LeBron's before, the Henny Prince, J.R. Smith. Do you think he is in the Madden tournament or not? No, I don't think Jr. plays video games. I don't know why, but that's just a. I feel like he's got more eclectic tastes, um, and I'm 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 thinking no. Well, strong move, and you're correct. Your 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 feeling was right. Jr. was not invited. I like to think it's probably more because these guys are trying to go through <laughs> a schedule. So so far, yeah. they've all played six <laughs> games. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to wrangle Jr. and be like, "Hey, man, it's your turn to play Dion today." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> who knows where he might be? Even in the bubble, he loves to golf, yeah. and a lot of his Instagram stuff is like him golfing by himself. Oh wow! Huh. So he's actually apparently an incredible golfer. Um, he's such an interesting guy, and like you said, he's kind of too interesting. He's like he's one we were when we were talking about. Not that I'm assuming or accusing or anything, but when we were talking about like, did guys sneak weed or get weed in the bubble? If anybody figured it out, I'm sure Jr. figured it out. Uh, and I just I don't think he like he might game every once in a while. I don't think he's like gonna set aside two hours of his day to game every day. He's got too much going on right. in his head. Mm-hmm. Great. So you're mm-hmm. so you're two for two. So so far we know that Jr. is not. Now we're moving on to. I'm gonna skip Rajon Rondo. He had to leave the bubble due to a thumb injury or wrist injury or something. So uh, he could not be. You know, that's he. He was disqualified from from participating. Next question: Markeith Morris, the big twin, uh, met former member of my Wizards. Uh, we miss him. FOE, family over everything, Markeith and Marcus Morris, there's a good chance we could see them in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Do you think Keith is in the Madden tournament? This is tricky. And I'm realizing as we're going through these, if there's eight guys, you know, like three quarters of the guys on the team are are in the league. Like three three you know, eight of the twelve. So you know, my my instinct was actually to say no on on him, but I think I'm I think I'm gonna say yes. I think he's one of the eight and I think he's playing with man, the Raiders. Mm. I don't know. 
Good guess. He is in it. And just, okay. I, I was going to interrupt you, but you still got the right answer. They have, I think they have 15 players in the bubble that they're allowed to bring. Okay. So they were allowed okay. to bring a little bit of an expanded roster just in case some mm. shit goes down. So they have that 15 They have okay. fifteen guys in the bubble, but you're right. So it's going to be about half the guys in, but you're right. Keith is in the bubble, Madden tournament, and he is playing as the Pittsburgh Steelers, which you can see. It's his personality. Okay. He's a fighter. He's from the thing is, I think he's from Philly. I thought he was from Philly too. I think the Morris twins are from Philly, huh. and I think so is Dion. But none of them are playing with the Eagles. So he's doing well, though. He's tied with Dion for first place in the Eastern Conference. So uh, good. You're you're on a roll, Sam. Three for three. Next. All right. Javale. I already mentioned him. He used to be the laughing stock of the NBA. He's turned it around and he's now going for his third ring, which I guess means he's better than Kevin Garnett because rings over everything or something like that. So <laughs> do you think JaVale is in the tournament or not? Him being in the, in the pool with, with Kuzma, you know, I don't know if it's a red herring um, or, or not. I mean, you can, you can swim in a pool and, and play video games in the same day. So I've got a little, I'm not totally confident here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I think he's it. Ooh, Sam, you've been on a roll oh. now. Your first oh, one. No. JaVale did not play. I think it's, if I had to guess the reason why I know they love JaVale, he's a really like, he seems like everybody loves him no matter what team he's on, but maybe mm-hmm. his fingers are too long to really manipulate because he is about seven foot four. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the issue. I'm not sure. I know JaVale is a popular guy. I'm sorry, but you, you've been on a roll so far. You've gotten, you've gotten JR, Dion, and Keith correctly. This comes next. Kyle, Kuzma, JaVale's buddy, as you mentioned, JaVale's swimming and sliding partner around Disney World. Do you think Kuz, the big fashion statement, is going to be in the tournament or not? I think Kuz is in, and I think he's playing with the Niners. Ooh. So, Kuz, he's actually not in. Oh. Kuz is not in, which seems a little weird because it's like... It's very weird. When you I'm see LeBron on here, the man. sidelines, it seems like Kuz and JaVale are his guys. Now, yeah. I wonder if Kuz... I think Kuz is... I love Kuz. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's a good dude. He seems like one of those guys who... Uh, people have a little, especially Lakers fans have a little bit of an inflated view of him. Like they're like, this is our big mm. three now with Kuz, LeBron and AD. I mean, Kuz is good, but to me, and I'm sorry, I'm open family members who have no idea what we're talking about, but to me, he's kind of like, is he going to turn out to be more of like an Anton Jameson, Antoine Walker, something like that, where it's like, why is this guy shooting 12 threes a game? But every once in a while, he'll drop 40. Like, I feel like the Lakers fans have such high expectations for Kuz. I love Kuz. He's fun to watch, but I just, I don't know. When they were basically like, they decided to trade their whole team other than Kuz, and he was the guy who they're like, we'll trade Hart, we'll trade Ball, we'll trade Ingram, but mm-hmm. we need Kuz. Um, I don't know. I, you know, who you would wonder, he does shoot a lot of threes where you might wonder, I mean, they need shooters, but you might wonder if, if maybe it's not all as it seems, but who knows for some reason he's not in the tournament. Let's, hmm. let's keep rolling. 
LeBron James. This was a big swing boat, or however you Yeah. So it's like... This is everything. Yeah, this is a big one. Is LeBron James in the tournament? No, I know. I just, I think, I think there's no way. But that would mean three, three no's in a row. And so I'm, I'm hesitating a little bit, but I think I got to go with my gut. I just, I just don't think LeBron is, is, is picking up the stakes during, during playoff time. So that's my answer, but three no's in a row, I'm getting, I'm getting some test anxiety here, man. I don't know. what Lay, lay it on me. What's the well, deal? Sam, you're a little trepidatious, and LeBron, he's playing, and he's doing oh. great. Now he's playing, he, with, he's playing with the Cowboys, isn't he? Oh, no. He actually mixed it up. He is a Cowboys fan. He decided not to play with the Cowboys, and I'll give you a second guess of who you think he might have chosen to play with. All right. Who would be your second guess? Because he is a Cowboys fan, so that was very accurate. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you're not going to go with your actual team, then the only reason you you do that is to play with a better team. No one is like stepping in front of LeBron. Like LeBron probably got first pick. So I guess he's maybe playing with the Ravens. So LeBron is playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting. Maybe uh. he's like boys with Brady or something. So he was like, "I'm the goat. I want the, you know, I want Brady. Mm. You know, maybe have they, they have that some sort of greatness connection." And LeBron's doing great. I know, like you were saying, it seems like he should be too serious, focused on just hooping and working. But he's got some young sons. Maybe they play Madden together. He's five and one with the Buccaneers, uh, led by Tom Brady in that high powered offense. So mm. LeBron's been doing really well, and he is, uh, yeah, he is in the league. Sam, you're on a roll so far. You start off hot. Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, you got them right. Markeith Morris, you got him right. He's in the bubble. Madden tournament. But JaVale, Kyle, LeBron, fortunately a couple misses there. LeBron is in. Kyle and JaVale are not. Let's keep rolling. Dwight Howard, another controversial cat on the Lakers. Maybe the greatest center of his generation. Much maligned, much hated now, later in his career. But he's been rejuvenated on the Lakers. Do you think he's in the Madden tournament? I do. I do. It it just feels like it's the kind of thing that that this you know current iteration of of Dwight would do. You know, fun trying to fit in. Um, you know, knows that his superstar days are behind him, so he just wants to be one of the guys. Well, sorry to say, Dwight has been a loner here in the bubble. He, oh my! Well, uh, wow. he, he was not invited. I think Dwight was actually. They had a story where they had like a bubble pool party with like a DJ, and Dwight was the only person who showed up. So he uh, he wasn't invited to the tournament. <laughs> oh, sadly, even though it does seem like he's been embraced by his new Lakers teammates, maybe not quite that to that level. He may, may not, mm-hmm. might not be in the inner circle yet. Though who knows, because it seems like JaVale and Kuz are in the inner circle. Maybe he's just not a gamer. So we're not going to make any assumptions about that. <laughs> now, moving on. Uh, Lakers rookie out of Iowa State, Talon Horton Tucker. Now, he is a rookie guard. From, he's only 19 years old from Iowa State. 
He's six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. He's a big guy for a guard. He weighs even more than Kyle Kuzma, <clears throat> who we were just talking about. That has nothing to wow. do with Madden. I just thought it was an interesting fact. He's a wide body, uh, and he is on the Lakers. Even though you maybe did not know that, Talon Horton Tucker, number five, shooting guard. Do you think he huh. is in the tournament? Yes, for two reasons. One, he's a bigger dude. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe he played linebacker or something in, uh, in high school and is maybe, you know, he's a football guy. And just second and more importantly, I mean, if, if you're that random of a dude on the Lakers, you're doing everything you can to get, you know, to get some, to get some action in this, in this pool. I mean, it's a reason to talk to LeBron. Um, it, it just, you know, it gets you as sort of part of the social fabric. So. I mean, the question of whether he was extended an invitation is, is a different thing, but I'm, I'm going to say yes. I, I bet he worked his way in. You got it right, Sam. You're back, baby. Oh, all right, here we go. Now, the funny thing is in the standings, they don't even say it. First, I had to do a little research because with the other people, they have like, you know, like for Braun, they have like Braun or LJ, you know, then for, I said like for, for, for um, they had Philly Cheese, Keith for Markeith. For Taylor, they just have Rook. So I was like, who's Rook? At first, I was like, which one is Rook? <laughs> now, do you want to take a guess at who he's playing with? Like, with him, it's kind of a shot in the dark. You probably don't know too much about him. Um, but mm. you were right in terms of he might not be getting that much action on the court. So at least he can get some action with the sticks there on the Madden field with his teammates. What about, all right, a fun video game team. This is who I would have thought Dwight would be playing with. So I'm going to say Rook is playing with the Falcons. Ooh. Now, that would be a fun team to play with. He's actually playing with the Vikings, who I guess would be a pretty fun team. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Uh, you know, that'll be a pretty fun team to play with. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the vets are not taking it easy on the Rook. You would assume him <laughs> being 19, that he would be like the closest to his video game prime, maybe. Mm-hmm, He's 0-6 mm-hmm. and six in bringing up the rear in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so as somebody who I wasn't allowed to have video games until... In my home until I turned 13, I could only play them when mm-hmm. I went over to friends' houses. I used to get my ass whooped at every game, be it Madden, you know, NBA Street, Mario Kart. I can relate Same. to Talon. That would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> Just being a good sport, losing like 98 to 13 to LeBron. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so I think, it's, I think it built character. I was used to losing, you know, in video games and... uh so I can relate to Taylor. I'm hoping he finally gets one win here on the board. And Sam, you, you got to win here back on the board. You're back on track. What about Danny Green, the shooter, North Carolina product? He won the title last year with Toronto. He's also won a title with the Spurs. He has a chance now to win his third title with his third different team, just like LeBron. We could have two different guys both winning their third title with their third team on the same team, which would be pretty cool. Do you think he's playing or not? I think he is because the the credentials you just rolled off, you know, suggest a dude who who knows how to who knows how to fit in, knows how to be a part of a team in a bunch of different situations. And um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Danny Green. I feel like Danny Green is uh, is playing and uh, mixing and mingling with his new with his new teammates. Well, unfortunately, Danny Green is not playing. Sam, oh. sorry. <laughs> He's too mature for that. He's not focused on that. 
He's out. <clears throat> Who knows the reason why? But he's not in. He's not in. Okay. But you're doing all right. We're going to move over to another vet on the Lakers, another guy they brought in to help patch up that bench on the wing, Jared Dudley, or as I like to call him, Uncle Jared. He looks out of shape, but I'm sure he is in shape in some way because he's made a long NBA career for himself. Do you think Jared is a part of this tournament? I do. I do. My gut, my gut says yes. And that, you know, uh, but it's the same, it's the same logic as the Danny Green thing. You know, I thought, you know, a great teammate, a glue guy, but I just feel like Jared Dudley just seems like a, like a real chiller. You got to think he's, he's playing in this thing. Yeah, you're right, Sam. Now, any guess of who, what team he's using? Hmm. He went to St. Joe's, I think. I'm going. He went Eagles. to Boston College, actually. Oh my God! Of course. Wow. As a as, as someone who grew up minutes from their campus, I can't believe I forgot about that. Oh. I mean, no one, no one's playing with the Patriots anymore, sadly. Um. So maybe not the Eagles. Jared Dudley. Oh, maybe he's playing. Maybe he's playing with the Rams. Cool guess. The Rams are a good and fun Madden team to play with. He's actually playing with the Seahawks, which is a... Oh, yeah, another good team. That's a team that is probably more fun in real life than in Madden because it's just hard to Mm -hmm. capture Russell Wilson's kind of magic touch that he has in a video game that he has in Mm -hmm. real life. Just one of those things like that's just hard to show. But they're a good team. They would be fun to play with, especially now with DK Metcalf. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tyler Lockett, the receiving core and, and Russ, obviously it's fun to play with a running quarterback in Madden. You're right. Dudley duds, as they call him, he's not doing that great, but he is participating. He's another great chemistry guy. And uh-huh. he's a guy who I'm warning you guys right now is going to have a long media career. If he chooses to, when he leaves the NBA, he's a super smart dude. And I've heard him do a couple different interviews and stuff. And he has great perspective. Um, mm-hmm. just really, really smart and, and funny guy to listen to. Now let's keep it rolling. Big AD, Anthony Davis, the unibrow, the big trade chip who they brought over from New Orleans, traded all these guys for. Do you think he's in the tournament, Sam? Do you think he's in the Madden tournament? No, he doesn't strike me as a gamer. Oh, you're wrong. He is oh, in. LeBron oh, LeBron was not going to not include Anthony Davis no matter what. Once LeBron So was we in know it. for sure that LeBron LeBron is the he's the commissioner of this league basically. He's so, in, he's inviting people in and out. So now that we know that it's LeBron, it's Dion, it's Taylor the rookie, it's Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and it's Jared Dudley. We know these guys, right? And it's Markeith Morris. It seems like it probably is LeBron. Right. Mm. We know LeBron is close with AD. We know LeBron knows Dion from Cleveland. Uh, LeBron probably as the kind of leader of the team is going to try to take a rookie like Talon under his wing and say, hey, buddy, you know, why don't you come on the on the Madden tournament? It seems like it would be LeBron at this point. Mm. It seems like it's going through LeBron and Anthony Davis is in. Now, do you want to give a guess as who he might be playing with? Yeah, I do. So he's he's from Chicago, but he's probably not playing with the Bears. Maybe he's playing with the Ravens. Someone's got to be playing with the Ravens. You got it. Anthony Davis. Oh. Now, this is just going to tell make more people say that Anthony Davis is just like a fair weather fan or whatever. He goes to the Lakers. Now he uses Lamar Jackson on Madden, which is basically cheating. Mm-hmm. Teams up with LeBron. But yes, he's using the Ravens and it's 
you know, it hasn't helped that much. He's three and four so far. So I feel mm-hmm. like if you're playing with Lamar, you gotta, you got, you can't just be three and four. I know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, but if it seems like with Anthony Davis, that's one where LeBron and him are clearly very close. He was like, AD, you're going to be in this for chemistry. <laughs> AD might not be the best gamer. He's not as bad as Taylor Horton Tucker, but he doesn't seem that good, but yeah. it's just LeBron <laughs> wanted him in there. So are we at seven now? So, so far we have gotten um, Philly Cheese, which is Dion Waiters, LeBron, yeah. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Markeith Morris, mm-hmm. Jared Dudley, mm-hmm. and the rookie, Taylor Horton Tucker. So there's two right. more guys two who are missing. And there's two more guys we're missing. And I'll just tell you right now, there's three slots. So two of them okay. are playing, one is not. Okay. I'll give him. Right. I'll give it like that. Do you want me to give you the okay. three right now so you can just guess who the one is who's not playing? Ooh, interesting. A yeah, l- a let's do it. That this way. is fun. This is yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So we have two slots left. We have three players left. They're all coincidentally shooters who the Lakers are going to be relying on these guys in some way or another as we go down the stretch. We love LeBron. Mm-hmm. We love AD. We love Kuz. We love all these guys. Like I said, Dion Waiters came out from China. Now we're suddenly getting big minutes here in some of these games on the stretch. One of these guys mm-hmm. is going to have to step up if the Lakers are going to win a championship. So mm-hmm. we're talking about Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, and Quinn Cook. The final three Lakers we haven't talked about. All great guys all bring their own talents and skill sets to the table. One of those guys is going to need to be like I said, step up as a big-time role player and hit some big shots, be the Mario Chalmers of this team. Which of those two gentlemen do you think are included, and who do you think is the one who is the last gentleman out of the league? So we've got Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Well, I feel it in my bones that Quinn Cook is in this league. So So we're going to lock that one in with Quinn Cook. Quinn is tight with LeBron. Quinn is yeah. Quinn is one of these so, guys where he's tight with LeBron. When he was on the Warriors, he was tight with KD. <laughs> For some reason, mm-hmm. all like the big time guys love Quinn Cook. It's probably because he's a you know DC native. He just keeps it real. Demath, one of the Mathis <laughs> finest. Um, so yes, he is in the league. He's doing great actually. He's in first place and he's undefeated. Now, do you want to guess what team he's playing with? Yeah, um, the Packers. He's actually playing with your Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Kyler wow. Murray, the little speedster. The new look Cardinals. Wow. The new look Cardinals. Huh. Um, and okay. apparently Quinn Cook's really good at video games. He's undefeated. Hmm. All right. I think this is starting to come to me. I think Caruso's in and KCP is out. Well, you got that one wrong. Sorry, Sam. Oh, my God. Caruso is not in, and it makes me sad. Like, they all love Caruso. Everybody loves him because he's bald and, like, gets up when he dunks. I just hope it's genuine, and I I felt a little bad for him that he wasn't invited. I really hope they genuinely like Caruso, and I hope it's not just for show. Because he was not included. Contavious Caldwell Pope is included, which... When you look at the details, when you look at the evidence, Contavious Caldwell Pope represented by... LeBron's company. Oh, see, this is so that was, that was crucial information. Had I had I had I really what is been the name of LRMR? Is that the name of his? I know that's the name of one of his companies, but basically LeBron something like that. LeBron's like player player agency that also represents Tristan Thompson now, John Wall, etc. Um, 
he's representing Contavious. I actually, I knew that and forgot it because I remember two years ago, everyone was like, why did the Lakers just give Contavious Caldwell Pope a one-year $18 million (laughs) contract? Um, Wow. Okay. I guess you got to let me redeem myself a little bit here at the very end, try to guess who KCP is playing with. Yeah. God, these guys are playing with some random team. Now, let me um, give you a hint. This is a team you have guessed before that you guessed for somebody else and was incorrect. Oh, the Eagles. Another bird team, the Falcons. The Falcons. Oh, wow. Now, this is the only one that kind of connects. KCP played for Georgia in college, I believe, so it kind of makes mm. sense with the Falcons. He's not doing that well, but that's the league. And so it's like, okay, are these the friends? Is this the inner circle of the Lakers? We're talking about Markeith Morris, Taylor Horton Tucker, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook, Anthony Davis, Dion Waiters, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and LeBron. Now, what a bunch. It sounds like, as you see it, like it does kind of sound like it might be the friend group in terms of people filling in different roles of the group. Um, I do think it makes me think, okay, maybe there is some sort of home field advantage here for the Lakers in terms of, like you said, chemistry. There seems like a fun thing to build chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, are these are these games? Uh, are they like doing them live on Twitch or something, or is it just is it a is it a private affair? Like, how can we how can people follow this league? Because I feel like there's got to be some there's going to be some very very interesting stuff in terms of being able to kind of read the tea leaves of the Lakers situation. Like, you know, if LeBron's doing really well in the league. He's feeling he's feeling good. Maybe, you know, all is right in the locker room. You know, maybe you see Jared Dudley, you know, knock off Anthony Davis in the playoffs. And then suddenly, you know, they're bickering on the court. It all starts to make sense. I mean, can we follow these games or or how how do we how are we getting the standings? What's the deal? Yeah, right. I mean, so far, it's just been from the guys sharing on social media, Sam. But after, mm. especially after this episode comes out of I'm Open, people are going to be clamoring to actually watch and see. You know, I want to see Anthony Davis's Raiders go up against, you know, Dion Waiters' Chiefs. You know, that would be a great matchup. I mean, Ravens, oh. I'm sorry. Anthony Davis's Ravens match up against Dion Waiters' Chiefs. That would be awesome. And to hear the guys talking and stuff, hopefully Twitch can work out some deal to start putting making this live because now I'm just curious. And, and this adds to everything that we're wondering about in the bubble. It just... Um, it really intrigues me, and I, I'll, I would love to be able to watch these games in a day after we watch oh, yeah. the Lakers match up against the Blazers. I mean, do it, do it for charity, you know. Like I, you know, I, I throw in a couple bucks to, to watch a stream, especially if they were like twitching or whatever. However, it works where I haven't done it before, but where you can like see them or hear them talking. I mean, that oh, would yeah. be awesome. Sam, before we go, we're going to do something that we do uh, every episode. That's to acknowledge our mascot performer of the week. And I, so I'm ready to jump into it here because we are kind of already talking about something that connects to to the theme that I want to talk about here. But but before we really start going with this, I am going to thank Future because this uh, segment, this moment is dedicated to him. Thank you, Future. And we appreciate you. Absolutely. Mask on. Fuck it. Mask on. Mask on. Fuck it, mask off, mask off. So, I'm Open Family, as you guys know, our mask off performer 
goes to somebody who has taken their mask off and revealed something new about themselves. It doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be bad, just means it's something new. Now, for this week, Sam, we're going to be doing a little bit of um, an ironic mask off, I guess you could say, because the guy's masks are all on in the NBA bubble. They're all keeping their masks on. Everybody, please keep your masks on when you're outside, when you're around strangers. And this has given us a whole new look at the mask on, mask off metaphor, because this has given us a whole new window or non-window into NBA shit talking. Now, I was thinking as I was watching Patrick Beverly on the sidelines, he was sitting sitting out against the Blazers, and he was going after Damian Lillard heavy the whole game. But he had his mask covering his mouth, so you couldn't tell what he was saying. And I wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, we've hooped together to, you know, to great success. You're not a big shit talker on the court. If you had a mask on during the mask off segment, if you did have a mask on, would you be willing to do more shit talking from the sideline or is that just against your code? I think shit talking from the sideline is actually the the duty of the bench warmer. Um, you know, in the same way that you want to be involved, you want to be clapping, you want to be keeping track of timeouts and fouls and, and, you know, what's going on in the court, always staying active, even, even when you're still in your warmups. I think you have to be chirping. Um, you know, I mean, the guys who are actually playing, you know, they're huffing and puffing, you know, they might not be seeing everything that you're seeing. They're focused on the action on the court. Um, I actually think that you're, you're dropping the ball if you're not. Um, and especially, you know, with a mask on, you can play, you know, you can play some tricks. Oh, did he say it? Did I say it? What's going on? We're in your head. All of a sudden you're contributing in ways that might not show up in the stat sheet, but really make a difference. And it makes a huge difference. And I'm glad you led me right to, you led a horse right to water there, Sam, because when I was watching Patrick Beverly on the sideline, and now I love Patrick Beverly as a player, as a person, he's awesome. And that was a game that the Clippers didn't really need to win. They chose to sit Pat Beverly, um, like uh, Marcus Morris, who's, you know, Mar- Markeith's twin. I don't even know if Kawhi, I don't even think Kawhi played that game. They were arresting a lot of the guys. And their subs, their backup team, basically, they had Paul George playing, and he was the only star, regular rotation guy who was playing. Other than that, it was like Landry Shamit and Ivakaz Zubac and all these guys. And they beat the Blazers. And Patrick Beverly was like yakking up a storm on the sideline. I know his mask wasn't for safety because it was not covering his nose. But (laughs) as I watched, I was like, Patrick Beverly might be, and it's not necessarily a mask off here for Patrick Beverly, but he encapsulates this sort of this phenomena that's so unique to NBA bubble basketball better than anybody else. Do you think somebody like Pat Beverly is maybe more valuable to his team if he's not playing and if he can just really shit talk freely on the sideline rather than potentially getting a technical or something in a game, getting into it with somebody? Hmm. That's tricky because Pat Beverly's a, a great player. I mean, I wonder, you know, you're, you're, the question behind your question of sort of, where is the line or where is the point on the graph where you are, um, you know, of, of relatively low quality as a player on the court, 
but you're such an elite shit talker that you actually become more valuable when you're on the bench with just free reign to say whatever you want. Personally, I feel like, you know, Pat Beverly is, is enough of a lockdown defender that he's on the, he's on the other side of that line. But I'm trying to think of who, um, you know, who's, who's opposite him, you know, someone like, um, Oh, I was just going to say, you know, no, no disrespect. I know he's got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, you know, gas left in the tank, but JR strikes me as someone who might be more valuable, um, to the Lakers, you know, making mischief from the bench than, uh, you know, actually out there, um, you know, forgetting that, uh, you know, the game is tied or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I wonder if it's going to like, you know, and this is a whole nother thing, but I wonder if it's going to like affect substitution patterns. Like as a coach, not only are you thinking of like, how can I deploy Pat Beverly to be a bulldog on the court and get shit done? When do I want him out of the game to right. use his skill set? Because you can then put your mask back on and start talking shit when you come out. So it's almost like mm-hmm. it gives a whole nother strategic angle to substitution patterns of like, when do you want guys to be able to really shit talk freely and you were when you were saying like who's somebody who could be more valuable valuable like this makes me think of one of these teams that they had and obviously it's hard to predict that this was going to happen right there's all these things mm-hmm. that people didn't realize shit talking was going to be like this that players would obviously now it's like of course players can hear everything players can hear each other but we can't see mm-hmm. them now but they can all hear this shit and like it seemed mm-hmm. like Dame Lillard and like Pat Beverly legitimately were angry at each other and like dame lillard posted something on instagram and then pat beverly responded like one two three cancun basically like we're about to kick your ass out and send you guys on vacation (laughs) like you know so and they really and then dame was like you're just salty because i'm better than you all this stuff it seemed like the guys really whatever he was pat was saying was hurting dame's feelings somebody like gilbert arenas would have been perfect Gilbert, who hasn't played in the league in five years, I think he's probably officially put his retirement papers in. If you know somebody's not going to play, like how Tyson Chandler is just basically on the end of the Rockets bench for inspiration, um, and Mm -hmm. just he's a great locker room guy, or Jared Dudley kind of fills that role for the Lakers, and maybe those guys are great shit talkers too, we just don't really know it. But somebody like Gilbert, who's just not really scared to say anything, like it almost seems like teams should be bringing in ring or shit talkers, like how hockey teams like get guys just to fight. I mean, let's take it one step further. Fifteenth man, Kevin Hart. You know, <laughs> I mean, if 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 he's if he's really not gonna uh, gonna play ever, you might as well uh, you might as well really really go for it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess rosters are rosters are are, are closed now, but. Um, you know, if, if, if there's an, if there's another bubble season, um, you know, an innovative and desperate team, you know, maybe if the Kings sneak in there as an eight seed or something, um, you could, you could see him do it. Pete, Pete Davidson at, uh, at, at small forward. I would love to do it. I would, I would love to hire myself out. I will be in the bubble shit talking on the end of anybody's bench. And I, you do wonder, Sam, if, if we end up having a full bubble season next season, which they've talked about different iterations of that, do, do you consider that? Do, do guys after the tryout, they say, all right, give me your 10 best insults, you know, because we're going to yeah. need you. <laughs> We're going to need you on the end of that bench shouting. So give me some fucking insults right now. Let me see what you got. 
I feel like that's got to be, you know, that might be more valuable than a wingspan or a vertical leap. Now, if you're looking at filling out those 14th, 15th spots on the end of your bench, you really assume a guy is not going to play. Maybe you try to look for an edge somewhere else and maybe that innovative team uh, really does that. Maybe brings in a Kevin Hart or brings in a a Dave Chappelle or, or some comedian who they really think can cut these guys deep. I mean, you know, you're going to have scouting directors uh, you know, going to Slovenian improv nights, you know, looking looking for untapped talent. This is a whole new frontier that I think you're spelling out here, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And as we've talked with the mail, with the coffee, with the guests or not guests or secret guests, the bubble has given us so much content that I'm just grateful for. I'm grateful to have sports again. But, you know, just the off-court stuff, the opportunities are endless. I'm excited to see the way teams keep developing, the way they make the most of the bubble and find little strategic advantages over each other within the bubble. I mean, especially if they decide to come back and do this. I mean, there's eight teams who weren't even decide- invited to the bubble at all, the Timberwolves, the Knicks, you know, et cetera. But are those teams watching, looking, now saying, hey, we got to bring some good trash talkers to the bubble. We got to bring a, some great you know, mini fridges, what, what things are they learning up to pick up for the next season? If we do end up having a full bubble. I, you know, I obviously, you know, like everyone hope, hope that this is the first and and last bubble. But um, I think if it's not, you know, we're only going to see things get more sophisticated. Maybe uh, Jimmy Butler will do matcha also. Yeah. His, 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 (laughs) his menu will just keep expanding and expanding. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's already in, an incredibly talented barista, apparently, based on his menu. So I'll be excited to see what he, what he, what he probably will be brewing kombucha from scratch by the next time he's back in the bubble. <laughs> well, Sam, thank you so much. This has been an incredible episode, an incredible conversation. I know I had so much fun. I know the rest of the I'm Open family enjoyed it and is going to enjoy it when they when they get to hear it. Is there anything you'd like to share with the I'm Open family before we say goodbye? You know, want to want to express my gratitude, love, love coming on the pod. It's, uh, it's an honor to be, uh, you know, a, a repeat player here. I guess one thing I should probably acknowledge, um, the hardcore fans may remember the last time I was on the pod. Um, it was uh, last summer. Um, I was asked for a bold prediction. I, uh, I said that the Warriors were going to defy, uh, all expectations and, uh, and win the finals. Um, and it just feels like, um, you know, to respect the integrity of the podcast, I should own up to the fact that, that was a, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible prediction. Um, as we know, the Warriors weren't even invited to the bubble. Um, but I will say in my defense, uh, a whole lot of stuff happened. Um, that I couldn't have, you know, predicted. I figured Clay would be back, you know, by April or May, um, and that they would be, you know, a dangerous five or six seed. Um, and I actually think, you know, a fully healthy Warriors team, um, would be, you know, among the contenders in the bubble. But, you know, when you take a big swing, uh, and you miss on the I'm Open podcast, people notice and, uh, so I wanted to acknowledge the elephant in the room and uh, and just say, you know, I'll try to do better next time. 
Well, you know, Sam, thanks for remaining humble as you always are. That's one of the reasons we love having you as a guest here. Even though you got a lot of knowledge and experience to share, you uh, you don't show off. And uh, thanks for just coming coming back uh, with humility about that. You know, none of us could have predicted the injuries they've gone through with Steph and, and with the whole team. And maybe your prediction was just one year too early. I mean, we'll be seeing next year Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, Steph, and Clay finally all together for the first time. There's a good chance that the Warriors end up with the number one pick, if not a top three pick, which they could also choose to flip into another big player or or take a super talented guy out of college. So you might have just been one year early. And I would just encourage you to that's why this is the I'm Open podcast. Please keep taking big swings. That's what the podcast is for. So we love you for it. Uh, and we're not going to hold that against you at all. But thanks for coming clean on that one. As long as you keep having me back. again for listening to i'm open we hope you had almost as much fun as we did don't forget to give us a rating or a review and tell a friend to listen to the show and you can follow us on instagram at i'm open underscore pod everybody have a great night and don't forget to stay open